Good morning, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of A Vision for You. My name is Leah M., Recovered Compulsive Overeater, and your moderator for this morning. Today is Sunday, November 1st, 2020. The share ID numbers for Friday, October 30th are the following. For the 7 a.m. Eastern Big Book Study, 15,669. That's 15669. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Big Book Study, 15,671. That's 15671. This morning, A Vision for You presents Always Giving Credit Where Credit is Due. In step one, we found complete despair, powerlessness. We cannot solve the problem of compulsive eating by ourselves. Our human resources alone simply aren't sufficient. Powerless. Inside of our skin, body, mind, will, we have no effective power with respect to our trigger foods or self. We have no choice. The mental obsession condemns us to take that first bite when we don't want to. And the phenomenon of craving condemns us to continue binging once we start. And even when we're not compulsively overeating or thinking about eating, life is unmanageable. The way we manage our own lives brings us to the end of our rope. We hit bottom. Our ways and our efforts have failed us. We are the architects of our own misery. We suffer with the juggernaut of self-will, and we suffer and we suffer until we have suffered enough to be willing to look for something better. We cease resistance and surrender. We admit our own powerlessness and the unmanageability of our lives. So we are left saying, if I am powerless and cannot manage my life, who can? What is that something better? The big book tells us, this is the how and the why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. We could no longer insist on having our own way, on believing that we always know what's best for ourselves, for the world, and everyone else. We are convinced that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. The 12 steps, as outlined in the big book, represent a process resulting in a spiritual awakening, a deep and lasting personal transformation. The actual solution to the problem of personal powerlessness and unmanageability is finding and establishing a relationship with power. We are taken from the world of self-will and self-reliance to a path of God-reliance, always giving credit where credit is due. 
Joining us today to speak on this very topic is Irini M., a recovered compulsive overeater from New York. Irini has had a profound transformation as the result of the 12 steps and a relationship with God, and she's here to share her experience, strength, and hope with all of us today. Good morning, Irini. Good morning, and thank you so much, Leah, for your beautiful insights in, in all that you do. And thank you for inviting me to speak today and helping me grow. Even more, I hope to be worthy of everyone's trust as I share my experience, strength, and hope. Mostly, I thank God for putting you and everyone on my spiritual path. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini M. from New York, and I am a grateful recovered compulsive overeater for eight years after being in the rooms for 15 years. Thank you, God. Always giving credit where credit is due. And today, I will be speaking on this beautiful topic always giving credit where credit is due. And most of you know, after I introduce myself on this line, I give credit to God for my recovery and for where I stand today. How can I not? I felt this is important for everyone, but most importantly, it's for our community. I would like to begin, if I may, with your permission for us just to pause together to be in fellowship of the Spirit, to connect, to connect and be still with God, just for a few moments. And then you can continue to do whatever you're doing. Of course, those who are driving, just please listen with the ears of your heart. The rest of you, if you are in a safe place, please join me by pausing and closing your eyes, and just taking a couple of deep belly breaths to slow down our thoughts and open our hearts. A position to receive. Let's put a smile on our faces to be grateful no matter where we stand. As we slow down our breath and soften our hearts, let's get connected with God ourselves, and all that are on this line, creating a space of connection, expansion, and awareness. Let's inhale all that is love, all that is true, and all that is pure, that we may become of those. And exhale all that is not love, not true and pure. Inhale the light and love of God and exhale the darkness and shadows of self. I now invite you to be present with what brought us here today. Connect and trust with that intention. Whether it's our first time here or we've been here for years, to just remember where we all were before entering these rooms and where we stand today. After that, I, to offer that up to prayer with honor and gratitude and just feeling that energy of connection as a collective being with one another and having the awareness 
of the presence of God and being home. So let's just sit in silence for just a few moments in prayer, connection, and gratitude, please. Now just just notice how you feel. And when you're ready, you may open your eyes. So as we just breathed together, we grabbed onto our breath and we let it go. And this is what I make an attempt to do daily with everything in my life. I take it in and let it go. And it's already in our nature to let it go. We just have to relax and take it easy and just be. We just experienced how to let go. As we let go of our breath to exhale, we do the same thing with everything in life. Thank you so much for doing that with me. I call that a short mental shower, a cleanse. And you can experience this more in step 11 with prayer and meditation. Always giving credit where credit is due. What does this phrase mean? Well, what the big book says about Bill Wilson applies to me. And I would like to make the same declaration. On page 11, it says, God has done for me what I could not do for myself because my human will has failed. Later it says, here was something at work in my human heart which had done the impossible. When I say always giving credit where credit is due, for me that means giving credit first to God who for me is a higher power that is all pure, that is all true, that is all love. God is everything to me. As I speak from my heart, I have experienced that the most important thing in my life is the source of life, the presence of God. I really believe that God gifted my breath and is the giver of life. I choose to focus my life on gratitude and cultivate a sense of inner knowing that I choose to honor my precious gift, my connection with God. I choose to attach God to my breath because my breath for now is always here for me, just like God is. My breath becomes a prayer that gives me inner peace. I highly suggest to try it. And before I realized this, I needed to remember who I am and who I am not. Before recovery, I ate compulsively to escape my emotions, my negative thoughts, my fears, and my resentments. I shopped just for the sake of getting things on sale that gave me a thrill. I chewed gum until my jaw would hurt. I also chewed on past hurts until it was eating at me. I verbally 
beat myself up because I thought I had a broken brain and felt useless. I rode my emotional roller coaster nonstop and I brought everyone with me. I was rageful, mean-spirited, depressed. I always wanted more and never was satisfied with enough. I was praying to be saved from me, myself, and I. I felt hopeless. I polluted my precious gift, my breath, with negative thoughts so much that I couldn't physically breathe. I was abusing all my gifts. I didn't know I had gifts. I was a walking time bomb ready to go off any time. My loved ones were walking on eggshells not knowing when the bomb would go off. No one ever understood what I said because I spoke so quickly. It felt like I was on speed. I would hop around from doctor to doctor searching for sanity and to relieve my physical, mental, and emotional pain and suffering. I was depressed, anxious, irritable, and emotionally unstable. In the meantime, I was walking around hiding behind a mask as if I lived a perfect life. The dishonesty ate at me. I then got physically ill with chronic fatigue syndrome, now known as fibromyalgia. I wanted to die. But the truth was, I wanted to end the pain that I caused myself. This was my reality that I created. This was my story that I lived for more than half of my life. Because my human will failed me until I surrendered my human heart to God and he did the impossible for me. He gave me a spiritual heart. God did for me what I could not do for myself. And after going through the steps, I was blessed. In the words of the big book on page 28, by the loving and powerful hand of God, a new life has been given to us, a design for living that really works. Then there was a whisper of truth. If I created my own misery with my stories, then is it possible to destroy something I created? And replace it with the opposite? I owned it. But can I disown it? Can I really create a new reality for me to live? Can I really create a life filled with joy and love and have peace within my heart and mind? Can this be possible? And could it be possible for me This is where I had an epiphany. If I am capable to be a victim of my delusions, then I am certainly capable to be victorious in the truth. Wow. 
The stories that I created, I can destroy and rewrite my story. But I knew I couldn't do it on my own. I needed help. And this is what gave me hope. Seeing how recovered people live, I wanted that. I hungered for that. And now I could see that because the eyes of my heart were now open. When before, all I felt was hopeless, despair, and a lot of pain. If I wasn't a compulsive overeater, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. A person who has an intimate relationship with her creator. A person who had a metamorphosis and beautifully flies high and light as a butterfly does. So delicate yet so strong to go through rough storms. A person that volunteers in hospitals, people see hope written all over her. A person who once was hopeless, but now exudes hope. Ask and it shall be given. This is how God works in my life. This was quite an accomplishment given many of my difficulties. I have been diagnosed with anomia, which means having problems with recalling words, comprehension, and expressive language difficulties during communications. I also was diagnosed with aphasia, a loss of the ability to produce and or comprehend language. The impossible happened to me as it did to so many of our fellows. A witness, a testimonial of God's healing power, a transformation that stays closely and dear to my heart. And so, always giving credit where credit is due. Is there something? It's something that I chew on and I meditate on. For me, the transformation is from a human heart to an evolving spiritual heart, from a hard heart to a soft heart that God keeps molding into what he would have me be. How is this possible from hopeless to hope? Thank you, God, for putting someone in my life to hear your word of guidance. A friend suggested to look up OA. I had no idea what it was, and so I did. Then I started accepting the gifts of the program, first with the essential requirements, which are listed on page 13. The first one is the elements, which are the 12 steps, a way of living, which answered all my problems. Wow. 12 gifts that I need to use to live a certain way so that all my problems will be solved. Wow. Just saying this softens my heart. All the tension in my body melts away and gives me 
so much hope. The second essential requirement is belief in the power of God. Plus the third, enough willingness. The fourth, enough honesty. And the fifth, enough humility. It says enough because I don't have to try to be perfect. I know for me, I can't always be willing. I can't be honest all the time and have continual humility. That would be God. I like to focus on belief in the power of God. And for me, this is about faith, what I believe in, what I value. And today, I believe and value God. I used to believe that food can relieve me and give me a sense of ease and comfort. That was my truth that I created and lived by. I also believed that I was useless because of my learning differences. My brain. If I only had a brain. That was my truth that I created and lived by. I had a strong faith, but it was displaced. I was building the wrong muscle, and that muscle destroyed me. These were my illusions, my lies. Now, my belief is a deep trust in the one that created me, that really loves me, that cares for me enough to give me my breath to live on this planet. Trusting God helped me to persevere. Having this belief, I was ready to accept a new truth the real truth that would set me free. And step two gives new hope and possibilities. After that comes making a decision to have just enough willingness just to show up and do what I need to do. I made a decision to have just enough honesty to seek the truth and not get into my makeup stories but to awake spiritually from sleepwalking. Honesty is the foundation of everything that holds and supports me. I made a decision to have just enough humility to put everything aside, the set-aside prayer, so I can be open and available to receive, to be teachable to new ways of thinking and doing, and to have an experience of the 12 steps. At the top of page 19, the big book says, many take up their beds and walk again. That's a promise that came true for me. I had to ask, do I really want to get well? Do I want to be set free from the power of the food, from my negative thinking, from things that controlled me? Am I willing to go to any lengths to be set free? Willingness can only come from me. No one can give me willingness. I had to stop making excuses and justifying my actions that were harming me. 
I had to stop feeling sorry for myself. I had to wake up. That's right. I had to wake up from sleeping, from spiritually sleeping, from spiritually sleepwalking, and start walking in faith. But faith without works is dead. I also needed a program of action and the desire in my heart to stop eating compulsively. Tradition 3 says the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Further down it says, elimination of our drinking is but a beginning. The problem is not about the food, it's about me, myself, and I. Self-centeredness, putting down my trigger foods is just the beginning. The death of food in step one and then another death, which is the death of self, starts in step three. This is how I process this transition. And for me, this is for me, there are three parts for a personality change. A transformation from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body to be recovered in a healthy way of being. The first part is to put the, food, uh, to put the information in my mind from the big book, my sponsor, my fellows, and others. The second part is to feel it and not just think it, to desire and yearn for it, to hunger for it as I hungered for the food. I now hunger for God's food, his knowledge, his light, his love, his wisdom, his direction. To bring that information into my heart, to bring those foreign words and become passionate about them, create a relationship with the words and especially with the meaning. Words like let go and trust God, surrender and you will have a new life. The third and most important part is to take what I most desire in my heart, all the information that was fed to me, my God, by others, to push it down to my feet and walk the information that was given to me, to embody the information, to chew on it, to inhale and digest it, and allow it to run through my veins until I become it. Otherwise, it's just information in a book, and there's no transformation of the heart and mind. And it starts with honesty, the principle of step one, to refuse to lie or be deceiving in any way, being honest with myself by fully conceding in my innermost self that while I stand alone, I am powerless. To surrender and admit that I need to be saved from my thinking and that I couldn't do it on my own. To say the words, I am powerless and I need help. Please help me. Excuse me for one second. Sorry, I had to get a drink of water. Okay. So, I lost my concentration. I'm sorry. 
So to surrender and admit that I needed to be saved from my thinking and that I couldn't do it on my own. To save the words, I am powerless and I need help. Please help me. To let go of the food that was harming me. To let go of what I thought was the truth. That food would solve my problems. My false belief that I can control what I eat. That I can control what is controlling me. At first, when I put the food down, I was bare naked. Exposed and felt really uncomfortable. So I ran from step one to step two to grab onto something new. Before, what I was doing wasn't working. My human will failed. Now I made a decision to create a new reality for myself. To get a new power, to start believing in a power greater than people, places, and things, and especially food. It is a power that can return to me, which is sanity. To start to know God, not with my mind, but with my heart. That was my grace. This was my way out. A power that's always there for me that would give me ease and comfort, I grabbed onto the real truth with my life. That's all I had, and that is what set me free. Then I started to use the concept of the set-aside prayer, not to just say it, but just to really embody it by agreeing to let go of my pride, my old self, the way I used to think and act to have a willingness to test drive this new power that I was holding onto with dear life, the power which I call God, my creator who cares about me and mostly loves me just the way I am. I had nothing to lose and everything to gain. My ego had been destroying me and I needed help to discipline my ego and slowly replace my old self, my old beliefs, my old ways with a new self, new beliefs, and a new way of living. A process of destroying my old story and creating my real story with this new real power. I needed to shift my mindset from I to we, from self-reliance to other-reliance, God's reliance. Thank you, God. The step, step three prayer holds very dear to my heart. For me personally, that was my beginning of a rebirth of faith. I honestly believe that faith positioned me in God's hands to mold my heart with spiritual eyes, to see the world as it exists and not how I think I see the world. Faith makes my body and my mind strong and fills my soul with love. I mean, just feel the energy when I say self-centered. Now feel the energy when I say God-centered. What do I choose to focus on? I choose to focus on the good energy. 
these decisions that I started to make 15 years ago and that I kept making on a daily basis brought me to where I am today. I am grateful that I am recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. I truly am happy, joyous, and free. And I am always giving credit where credit is due. On page 25, it says, the great, rea- the great fact is just this and nothing less, that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude towards life, towards our fellows, and towards God's universe. The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our Creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. He has commenced to accomplish those things for us, which we could never do by ourselves. And what this means to me is on page 83 and 84, what we read every day, the 12 promises, which are God's promises. I am certainly amazed when I am no longer harming my body with food. The rage was lifted from me. I started to feel some relief from the pain that I was causing myself and others. I was amazed I no longer take meds or go to therapists for depression and anxiety. The feeling of broken has been lifted. I don't have panic attacks. My heart rate no longer fluctuates, but has a steady beat. Well, except when I'm dancing and I'm blissful. It's wonderful to have peace and no more internal chaos. I was amazed to start experiencing serenity in my life that my name Irini means peace. And I can start honoring that in me. And to be able to share it with others, wow. To start seeing my beauty, my gifts, and to become useful to others. To have this sense of inner knowing that I am always being taken care of. I have a healthy balance of mind, body, and spirit. This has brought a new meaning and purpose to my life. I am happy, joyous, and free when and only when I hold God's hand. When I let go of his hand, it gets really uncomfortable, and so I run back to holding God's hand once again. And yes, God is doing for me what I could never do for myself. Thank you, God. Always giving credit where credit is due. It says, the book says, we had but two alternatives. Well, to stay in step one is remaining powerless in the physical allergy and the obsession of the mind. To be disconnected, blocked, and to live in doubt and fear. Or two, step two, accept spiritual help. To accept the need of a power greater than ourselves to get unblocked, and to get connected to God and live in faith and love. A beautiful gift that I accepted to receive is a spiritual compass. It's God's compass 
not mine, not yours, but God's, that is always available to all of us. When the compass is always pointing towards God, then no one can get lost. To be alert, aware, and awake so that I can see the truth. And when I can't see the truth, I ask and pray to see the truth, to see where I stand and where I want to be and how to get there. And going through the rest of the steps, the key, not just reading them and checking them off, as a to-do list, but rather to embody them, to experience them, to become them, to live differently. Other declarations that are true for me are on page 50. They have come to believe in a power greater than themselves. That is step two, where there is hope. This is where I get my strength from. Hope is helping me to choose to believe and have expectations about this power. When I believe in my creator, I can be relieved from my pain. And that power is the answer to all my problems. And so be it. This is my new reality that I created. The reading continues to take certain attitude towards that power. This is step three, and it's about having faith and bringing faith alive. I so trust and am loyal to God. This is where, in the St. Francis prayer, it says, it is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. This is a process to continually give myself to God on a daily basis. The next declaration, to do certain simple things. This relates to steps four and nine. This is where the transformation starts. This is where I put my faith into action. Otherwise, faith without works is dead. I needed courage to have the truth revealed about what has been blocking me from the light of the spirit to develop a sense of understanding of how to move from self-centered to God-centered. In step four, column four, is my old way of living. Column five is how would God have me be? What is my appropriate behavior in all situations? This is where I want to live, in column five. In step five, it says, we thank God from the bottom of our hearts that we know him better. This is where I received a clean heart, a heart that started to soften so it can be molded by God to do the impossible. It's a process of aligning my life and will with God's will. My old ways are left behind and new ways away from me with a clean heart. By having integrity to tell and walk in the truth, a new way of living, a new frame of mind in having willingness to keep moving forward with humility. The seven-step prayer completes the decision I made in step three, abandoning myself to God, a process of repeating this prayer over and over again, to practice humility, to ask, A-S-K, ask, A is ask, 
and it shall be given. S in ask is seek and you shall find. And K in ask is knock on doors and they shall be open. How beautiful is that? A simple word is ask. It's filled with weight and depth. My sense of knowing that I'm being taken care of keeps getting stronger because God has a hold on me. I and others witness my transformation. He's got me. I practice and continue practicing to let go and let God, giving credit where credit is due. This is what brings self-discipline into my life. This is where I start measuring how close I am to God and how further away from my ego mind is. Because now I have a newfound knowledge about myself and have started developing peaceful relationships with others by not just saying sorry, but by making amends means I will change my behavior. And this is where the spirit of forgiveness is born. This is where I have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence, which I have never dreamed and start experiencing the true meaning of love, of unconditional love. Continuing on page 50, there has been a revolutionary change in their way of living and thinking. And this is steps 10 through 12. In step 10, I weigh and measure my thoughts. Do I choose to entertain the thought or not? Is this thought hurting or helping me or others? When I make the wrong choice, I need to keep my side of the street clean. One of my metaphors, I love using metaphors. One of my metaphors are I like um, when I say to keep my kitchen clean from any crumbs that fall on the floor so I won't have any critters or mice lurking around. To take action as soon as the crumb falls on the floor, to clean it up ASAP. When something is disturbing me, to give it to God. And you know what? At times he takes it from me. Other times I need to share it with my God squad. Correct any wrongdoings and do service. Do reach out calls. To practice the gift of perseverance. I don't give up. I focus on my focal point. God. Step 11, prayer and meditate. I start to learn to practice to slow down, to be still, to pause, hear the whisper, be still and know that I am God. It is in the pause that I get to know and experience God. It's asking and listening, waiting in stillness for direction. It's getting into a deeper connection with God to improve my conscious contact with God and cultivate spiritual awareness, aligning my vision with God's vision 
on page 51, it says, when many hundreds of people are able to say that the consciousness of the presence of God is today the most important fact of their lives. They present a powerful reason why one should have faith. Faith is a gift. And my responsibility is to use this gift. To really believe that with God and others, (laughs) I'm able to reprogram my emotions, my feelings, my thoughts, my actions, to unlearn what I learned by retraining myself to let go of those old thought patterns and start gradually gaining freedom from my attachments and compulsions. And I do it with God. This is my belief of reality. This is my consciousness. My belief creates my reality. What I think is what I feel. And how I feel is how I show up in the world. When I only think about food, then I'm in the food. When I think about God, then I live in God. When I think of love, then I'm loving. On page 53, it says, God is everything or else he is nothing. God either is or he isn't. What was our choice to be? They're asking me twice in two different ways. It's a choice to believe that God is everything. And I choose to create my reality in the truth and believe that God is everything. Exclamation mark. And therefore, all things are possible because God's everything. Am I keeping God alive in my heart? or ego alive in my head. There's no in-between but a choice I made to accept spiritual help. There's nothing outside of God. If God is everything to me, then I cannot live outside of God. And it takes a certain willingness to see this truth and how, and to have this belief When we see the divine in everything and and in everyone, all our problems disappear. On page 85, it says, we are placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. I love this word, neutrality. I love it. When I rest in God, I am being taken care of. I am safe and protected. I accept things as they are. And when I accept things as they are, I then have a quieter mind 
the ego is disciplined, kind of. (laughs) Neutrality is a way out from being a prisoner of my thoughts. It's being free from the bondage of self. It awakens me to the truth of what is. It gives me clarity of what is most important. Throughout the day, all I have to do is just say neutrality. It helps me to have spiritual eyes and not spiritual blindness. It keeps me balanced, not to overreact or underreact, but to just act, to go with the flow and just be. It reminds me to stop fighting everything and take it easy. A state of a peaceful mind. To not struggle, but surrender to that tug of war. Hmm. Not to have expectations, but a process of letting go and accepting of what is. This is what it means to me to be placed in a position of neutrality and how to keep this position. And I practice pausing throughout the day. I stop and take deep breaths to bring me to the present moment. I'm stopping from the busyness of any thoughts of fear and anxiousness or irritability. I'm stopping from the busyness of my life. I'm stopping to take a breath of fresh air. I'm stopping because I feel uncomfortable in my body where I feel any tension and tightness and I pause to receive the gift of being at rest when my thoughts are running rapid and and I'm you know, and I'm creating emotional disturbance. I place my position. I'm conscious of how I'm being positioned throughout the day, a position to receive, a continual process of receiving gifts. And one of the gifts is my breath. And to use that breath accordingly, to inhale God, this calms me down. I use this gift to breathe in, to depend on God and not on food, people, places, or things, and not on self-reliance. I have a gift to calm me down when agitated. As I slow down, my thoughts slow down and create a sacred space between my thoughts so my thoughts can be spiritually guided by the light of the Spirit. My purpose of prayer is to always be with God. Turning my mind and thoughts towards God. We have so many tools in this book to guide us. I take advantage of these tools. These are all gifts. When I start having resentful thoughts, I pause and count my blessings. Hmm. Throughout the day, I am in gratitude mode. I usually tell my sponsees, forget about the list, one, two, three. 
Just be in gratitude mode. When I'm in gratitude mode, then I'm talking to God. When I'm not in gratitude mode, I'm in my head. Two voices cannot exist at the same time. So stopping is really important. Pausing is really important. It kind of resets my button, reframes my mind to not get stuck into negative energies. So it's a continual process of repositioning myself. And pausing allows me to access the source of life, which is my breath, to inhale God's power and exhale my powerlessness. It brings me right to the solution. God gives me the ability to take it easy and relax. I can't do that on my own. I choose to use my gift because I can. And that's the serenity prayer, which says courage to change things I can. What can I do that is in my control? I can slow down my breath. I have to, I can do that. And if I can't, if I can't control something, then I ask for help from God or others. I stop reacting and I start mindfully responding. Thank you, God, for giving me a gift to practice with. This is using the power of God. By attaching God to my breath, I let go of my emotionally agitated state of mind and grab onto peace and serenity. And I'm repeating this because this is what, you know, this is a big part of my change. It's how I live. This is how I maintain my spiritual condition because I'm connected to God through my breath. This is what works for me. And in step 12, I carry the gift that was so freely given to me, the message of hope, the message of God, the message of recovery to those who are still suffering. I practice the gifts of service and God's principles in all my affairs. How may I serve you today? Thy will not mine be done. And this is my story. This is our story, a rebirth, the opposite of what I used to be before I came into these rooms. I used to binge on food and chew on negative thoughts. I now eat with joy and calmness and have positive thoughts. I used to be in despair and hopeless, and now I have so much hope and encouragement. I used to feel powerless, and now I feel empowered. I used to have internal chaos. And thank you, God, I now have peace. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm being placed in a position of acceptance, a continual process of acceptance so that I may receive peace. And once I accept what is, whatever that is, I no longer, it's, it's no longer a problem or a conflict. When I accept people and situations, then 
there is no resistance, and I go deeper into a spiritual connection, strengthening my connection with God. I gain more energy because I'm not judging. I'm not fighting and I'm not struggling, but I'm in harmony. And in the flow of things, I remain neutral. By pausing, I can't say this enough, taking several deep breaths, reconnecting with God, the judging, the criticizing and analyzing quiets down. And I'm in a position to respond mindfully. So what part of me is resentful and fighting and resisting? And what part of me doesn't get disturbed? Hurt or doubts is my false self. Love and serenity is my true self. Because the higher self is aligned with God's values. And it's all about having courage and trust to let go what is harming me and grabbing onto the gifts of God. To unlearn is to surrender and to relearn is finding the truth. It's emptying my garbage from my sacred container so that God can continue to fill my vessel with his light, his love, his patience, his kindness. To humbly give my to give myself to God without any doubt on a continuous basis, a continuous process of awakening to the truth that will set me free, free from the bondage of self. And that connects me to God. It's a spiritual discipline that I need to begin a process of awakening to the truth, to his presence. It's about how deep is my faith that carries me and gives me spiritual eyes. And what is my position today? It's to cultivate inner silence, because that is the invitation of divine love to take root, to surrender, to let go, and just be, to see the truth, the truth of who I really am, a part of God. I cannot be where God is not. The ego thinks It's separate from God. The truth is that I was never disconnected from God. That was my illusion. Wow, what an awakening. What has revealed to me is all on my favorite page, is page 55. And it says, for deep down in every man, woman, and child, is the fundamental idea of God. We found the great reality deep down within us. The kingdom of God resides in me as it resides in all of us. The spiritual journey is awakening to that truth of who we are by being placed in a position to receive the truth. This is where the healing begins, the birth of recovery begins. To start to get right with God, then with ourselves, and then with others. I started to heal when I chose to believe that God is everything. And when I established my relationship with God, he started to solve all my problems. And then I found my real purpose in life. To be of maximum service to God and to others. I take a position of service. How can I help you? So it's not luck or an accident or serendipity. 
that a friend told me about OA. What I've learned and I'm still learning is that nothing belongs to me except God. We belong to each other because we are a part of one another. Everything and everyone belongs to God. Vision for you belongs to God. The big book, the AA, our families, our children, our friends, our jobs, our possessions, all belong to God. And we are blessed with so many gifts and talents. And we share them with others for the greater good. And yes, I acknowledge my hard work and contribution. But the glory goes to God. It is his spirit that enters into my heart so I can live in a way which is indeed miraculous. I have become unshakable because I stand steadfast on the rock that was once on my chest where I couldn't breathe because of my internal chaos. Just as long as my focal point is God, when I take my focus off God, then I simply refocus. And with God, with God's hand, I am placed back onto that rock. People, places, and things come and go. All my experiences that brought me to where I stand today comes from God. Since I really believe we all belong to God, then we all belong to one another as spiritual brothers and sisters. Not judging the book by its cover, but it's what's inside the book, the contents, that we all share a common peril. My story is your story and vice versa. There is not one who stands alone. And it sounds simple to acknowledge God, but it's not easy. It requires remembering a position of humility and honesty, that my human will failed. It requires an intention that all I do is not for myself, but for God. Every day is God's day, a process of carrying all his gifts and sharing them with others. But in order to carry his gifts, we must let go of what we hold on to that doesn't serve us. This is what giving credit to God means, letting go of everything. This is what our program is about, letting go and being aligned with God. May we continue to keep God's vision alive in all our hearts. I thank you, and I pass. Thank you so much, Irini, for your uplifting and inspiring message of hope and possibility today. Thank you for sharing your remarkable transformation with all of us. Today's share ID, 15,684. That's 15684. Irini's contact information will be given at the conclusion of this recording, so please stay tuned for that. And we will now transition to a question and answer segment. You can pose a question by pressing star 1 to unmute. I need your name, including the first letter of your last name. Any questions? Yes. Good morning. Yes, my name is Pedro B. 
Hi, from San Bernardino, California. Yes, hold on one second. Let me see if others also have a question. One moment, Pedro. Thank you. Who else? Star one. Rick J. Rick J. Margaret D. Margaret D. Who is that? Anita J. Anita J. Kim B. Is that Kelly? Kim, K-I-M. K-I-M, got it. Thank you. Okay, we'll start with this grouping, beginning with Pedro. Everybody else, please mute. Thank you. Good morning. Um, First of all, good morning. What was your name? (laughs) <laughs> it's Irini, E-I-R-I-N-I. It means peace in Greek. I see. Thank you so much. I, I'm, 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 English is my second language. Uh, I'm uh, not very good with, uh, with names. So it's I-R-I? E-I-R-I. E-I-R-I-N-I. Irini. 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 Yes. Irini. Irini. Okay. Irini. Yes. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, for for your share. Uh, Wow. I cannot believe uh, what you just uh, share. You know, it's. it's, uh, Do you have a question? Yes. Yes. I I would like to. I would like to be uh, your friend, and uh, I would like to have your phone number so I can uh, make a connection with you as a, as a, as a recovered person in Ovaries Anonymous. Of course. It would be given out at the end of the recording. That's all. Thank you very much, Irini. Irini. Thank, Thank you, Pedro. You. Thank all you, right. Pedro. Rick K., your turn. Uh, hi, uh, Everyone, good morning. Um, thank you, Dini, so much for your share. Uh, this is Rick J. I'm a compulsive um, overeater in North Carolina. I recovered, but uh, never cured. And I, um, I love your share, and I so identify with it. And I just was wondering, you know, um, do do you find that the more you are, um, you know, bringing God into your life throughout the day? Uh, you know, through pausing, that, you know, the disconnects that come up with, um, you know, our uh, our selfishness, our dishonesty and resentment and fear that, that come up that we need to talk with someone immediately. Do you find that by connecting with God more throughout the day continually that the um, that you are not getting as uh, as blocked with, with these um emotions that you are uh, bringing God into your life more through the continued pausing? Yes. Uh, Thank you for the question, Rick. Um, Yes, absolutely. Um, The more I am aligned with God, how is it possible for me to be restless, irritable, and discontent? How how is it possible... um, for me to um, 
be self-centered. If I'm aligned with God, I'm God-centered. So the 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 um, the 10th step, um, I don't do many of those. Thank you, God. Um, but I do do them, of course, because I'm only human. But for me, that pause is where God is. Because think about it. We're always running. We're always talking. Our minds, even when we're sleeping, our minds are working. And the one thing that we can't stand is being still. Because the mind goes crazy with that. That's not what the mind's job's to do, or the ego. But when you're living in this, from the center of your being, where God resides, then that's stillness. That's where the peace is. That's where serenity is. And, you know, when we're taught, when I used to, I used to speak so quickly, no one could understand me. I couldn't even write because my handwriting was so was unreadable. So I had, I my my thoughts were like like a cluttered closet. I couldn't find anything. I got to air out that closet. I got to get rid of a lot of old clothes that don't serve me. So my thoughts, I need to slow down so I can put space between my thoughts so it can be guided by the spirit of the light. So if I'm impatient, then the spirit of patience can come in and guide that that thought. It's about weighing and measuring those thoughts. I weigh and measure my food. I need to weigh and measure more my thoughts than my food. Because the problem is not the food. It's in between my ears. We have to slow down. That's where God is in the pause. Thank you for that question. Thank you, Rick J. Margaret D., your turn. Star one to unmute, Margaret. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I was. Thank you, Leah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, thank you so much. Eating. Everybody. <laughs> no, everybody. Absolutely, everybody for today's presentation and yours, and 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 you also, Irene. Um, my question is: Can you go into a little bit more detail? about God's miracle in your transformation. You went from um, having all these diseases and all these problems. Can you tell us a little bit how God entered into your life? Um, I don't know if that question makes sense or not. but Sure, I can. I can. <clears throat> Thank you for the question. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, I had all of those difficulties. Um, uh, and I, that they were diagnosed from doctors of um, being anxious and depressed and bipolar. And not only mentally, I had a lot of physical problems. And through the grace of God, most of them have been lifted. But how were they lifted? I, I had to be available. I had to get, I, you know, I really, I was so broken that I was focusing on my brokenness. And the way I describe that is... I would focus on a chip on a frame in the back of the frame, in the back of the corner of the frame. That was where I would focus on. And whatever you focus on, you become. So I made this little chip on the back of my frame my whole life. And as I started to open up, expand, move a little bit back from this frame, I started to see the front part of the frame and I kept on moving further back. And then I started noticing, wow, it's, it's a pretty frame. It has, you know, detail and it's gold. And I started seeing a lot of detail and I started moving further back. And then within the frame, I saw me. I saw my true self. I saw the beauty in me. But I couldn't do this without God. I couldn't do this without me opening up to God. I couldn't do this by setting aside who I thought I was. I couldn't do this um, when I was in my story, in my reality. I really believe that we all create our own realities. Because that's what I did. That's my experience. And so when I choose to focus on something negative, then that becomes my life. When I choose to acknowledge what is, like I have a learning, uh, I have learning challenges, <clears throat> I learn to accept of how I am. And then I try to see the gift in that. And that's how it's a continual process of letting go what I think or how I perceive what I think is and trying to see through God's eyes. So I was told that I was created in the image of God. If I believe in God, then I believe that I was created in the image of God. That means that I'm perfect in God's eyes. And I want to see what that looks like. So my learning disabilities, my learning difficulties, challenges, my goodness, you have no idea, like for me to just even put this kind of presentation together with my difficulties, 
but with patience and kindness and and love towards myself, I slowly put it together. So it's about what do you really want in life? I got tired of being tired, of hurting myself. I wanted to be free. So step two is that power I hold on to, dear life. I hope I answered your question. Irini, thank you so much. Absolutely, thank you. Thank you, Margaret D. Anita J., your turn. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Edini. I have missed your voice. This is, this is Anita J. Um, gratefully, through the grace of God, you taught me how to say that. I just want you to know. And um, in Massachusetts. Um, now I know why you dance so well. I saw you in a tux, wasn't it? In a top hat. Mm. But the point. The point is, I'm, I'm, I'm making an assumption you had a God, and what? But before OA, which you used as a vehicle somehow, what happened? What What was that one like? Sure. Thank sure. You. Thank you for the <clears throat> question. Yeah. Well, I um, Greek Orthodox. I grew up in a in, a ch- in 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 my church, we would go to church every Sunday. My mom was very uh, a very prayerful woman, uh, but I was taught that God was up there. I had to look up. He's out there, and He's watching over me, and He's judging me, and I better be good because I'm going to get punished. And that was my reality, because that's what was taught to me. So I I did believe in God, but I was afraid of God. So, wow, what a transition, you know. Um, when I came into the rooms, how do you have a relationship with God? <laughs> He's so powerful. What, what are they talking about? I couldn't wrap my mind around it. What are you talking about? What do you mean a relationship? It was foreign to me. But you know what? I was desperate. Oh, boy, was I desperate. I was dying in pain. I was polluting my thoughts. I was beating myself up 24-7, not just in the morning. I mean, I would have night terrors because I was, I was lost in my, in, 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 in my assassination. I would constantly beat myself up because I had trouble in school. I compared myself. I said, what is, why can't I get it? Why am I like this? 
and I, I it was just very devastating for a child to be so different. But you know what? What saved me is oh, everybody loved me. Everybody loved me. That love, which is God's love, which is unconditional love when it's not judged. My friends, they knew my issues, my problems. They loved me. That's God's love. And so in the program, and I have to be honest with you, and I know steps one to three is just a decision, but for me, step three was like, it, it struck me to to just turn everything over. I even went to my husband and I said, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I feel like I want to go to a monastery and be a nun. And my loving husband who supports me, he says, whatever you need, honey. But I mean, I really took it to heart so I can rebuild me into a new structure, into a new being. I hope I answered your question. Thanks, Anita J. Kim B., your turn to pose a question. Star one to unmute. I'm here. Sorry. Um, Yeah, my question was, uh, thank you for your share, by the way, beautiful. And uh, I, I apologize, I didn't hear the um, acronym for ASK, A-S-K. Could you just repeat that for me one more time, please? Sure. Thank you, Kim. I love, I love this, ASK. Um, it keeps me to be humble. So A is ASK and you shall receive. K is knock. Knock on doors and they shall open. A door cannot be open unless you knock on it. Oh, boy. A-S-K. Ask. Oh, seek. I'm so sorry. Seek. S is in seek. Seek and you shall find. And then knock and doors shall be open. Ask, seek, knock. A-S-K, ask. It works. It really works. And when I find myself not wanting to ask, and that's in anything in life, that's a red flag for me. I say, well, that's, this is interesting. Why do, I, why do I don't want to ask? Oh, my gosh, my pride's popping up. My pride is being puffed up. I need to puff up God, not my pride, not my ego. And that's how I discipline my ego. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Thank you. I hope I answered your question. Thank you, Kim. We can take one more question. Anyone else have something on their mind? Hello. This is Rachel. Let's go with Rachel. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Leah. Yvini, 
That's I all like I want to say. I, I will call you later. Unbelievable. I could not get in because uh, because it was the, the this um, it just couldn't get in. And now somebody called me and told me that she she has goosebumps with what she heard. And it is somebody I wanted to help so much. And she heard you. And her English is good enough, but some expressions. And here you are. And I I just I just needed you today. And thank you so much for your sharing with the questions, the answers. I will soon hear the whole thing. And this person will come over. And I'll go with her over all the difficult expressions that she didn't understand. And we hardly have anything here in Israel left. And I'm frustrated and sometimes almost blown away into oblivion because I because of my grandiosity of how come I cannot do what you guys have, what we have in the vision. But many people cannot handle the English. So I keep on saying to people, nothing, just go learn English, come and sit with me when I Raquel, listen. Come and great yes. to hear from you. Do you have a question for Irini before we close? Irini, no, just to say thank you, that's all. Right. I close. I pass. Okay. Devora S., you had a question. Why don't you go ahead with your question? Star one, Devora. Yeah, hi. Good morning, and thank you, Irene. It's very inspiring, the transformation that I'm hearing. What did your doctors say and your professionals who worked with you all the years when they see you now? They're totally what do you amazed. tell them? Yes. Mm-hmm. Super question. They're totally amazed. They said, whatever you're doing, just keep on doing it. Do you tell them that's a spiritual answer? Yeah, of course. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, I guess that really uh, reinforces always giving credit where credit is due, right? (laughs) Idini, it was special to spend some time with you today. Thank you for sharing your remarkable transformation as a result of the 12 steps and a relationship with God. You've inspired me and I'm sure many. Again, today's share ID, 15,684. That's 15684. And we're going to close from page 164. Of course, you know it's from a chapter entitled A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize what about her number? That will be given at the conclusion of the recording. Thank you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.